I saw a commercial that Xavier Woods did a long time ago for his local LASIK uh, facility. Oh, yeah. That was fun. Oh, man. Xavier is going to either have, depending on booking, either about to have the greatest moments of his career or... Yes. Who's U.S. champ? No one, remember? Oh, yeah, that happened. Exactly. But, I mean, Blake, we don't even need to worry about it because, like, I already know who the next U.S. champ is. Hashtag Woods, U.S. champ. Hashtag Woods, U.S. champ. Hashtag Woods, U.S. champ. Hashtag Woods, U.S. champ. I really love what he did with Leva Bates for uh, against Aiden. That was the best oh, yeah. shit ever. It was just like, hey, you know how it, they really fucked you over in NXT? I'm going to use that to get the U.S. style here. Let's talk <laughs> about that. <laughs> Welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly podcast about professional wrestling and not-so-professional wrestling. I'm your host, as always, Scotty Moore, joined... By my tag team partner in crime. He is the American Planets. Dear. I am American Planets. <laughs> it is Blake Tanner. Uh, I forgot about that name. Yeah, I can't remember. It was at some point. It, it was during last week's recording. Dylan said something like badass or something, but he said plaid around the same time. And I just went, hey, Blake, by the way, your nickname is now this. And we we're like, okay. All right. So how has your week been? Because I have not had sleep. I don't remember anything between the last time we talked to each other and right now. Well, yeah, that's it. Life doesn't actually exist between the times. It's just, you know, something that the deities put in to separate mm -hmm. these recordings. Well, it was also New Year's. Oh, yes, And I well. stopped remembering things at around 6 p.m. on New Year's. That good, good alcohol day. Where uh, I was still at home raising money for charity, and Blake went out and died. Well, uh, we all went to we, we always go to my buddy's Michael's place, and we always just wake up on the floor the next day. Yeah, it's great. So uh, yeah, while well, you were doing that, I was off playing WWE 2K18, and I had a very interesting. Firstly, the game um, uh, it's kind of got that pokemon feel where you're like i feel like this is the exact same game i played last year <laughs> oh man i gotta catch all these superstars <laughs> catch all these superstars i got a scene at you <laughs> oh man i it's... i wanted a i wanted a legend killer randy but he just <laughs> evolved into a viper randy oh man Oh, wait, no, it's, uh, it would be like, because Ekans backwards with Snake, so it would be Viper backwards, it'd be Reap, Reap of, I got a Reap of, <laughs> got that Reap of Randy. And so, oh. um, I ended up, the game is alright, like, they, uh, the one thing I will say I noticed is they implemented, like, a new lighting system, which they made a big deal of, and I understand because it looks, it makes everything look different and, like, Having to use it for JWF, a uh, little peek behind the curtain there. Uh, our characters now actually look like they belong, as opposed to where it's like, oh, that's a creator wrestler, and then that's the one that, you know, they actually did work on. That's the John Cena right there. So the lighting system is very good. But I will say, this year's My Career Mode is rather interesting, because uh, no matter what you do, no matter how hard you try... Whether you create a female superstar, a male superstar, whether you give them blonde hair, brown hair, uh, a beard or no, they'll just end up being Finn Balor. No matter how, <laughs> they're going to be Finn Balor because this is legitimately the storyline of your character. You go into NXT. You spend about two weeks at NXT, which, by the way, first day you get there, the Rock is there working with Ty Dillinger in the ring. Not exactly sure what's going on there, but all right, okay. Rocky. So that happens, and then finally uh, Tensai just comes up to you and he's like, Hello, 
now we're gonna put you in NXT. Then you go to NXT, and uh, the one problem I had last year and with, like, most of my career modes is you have to, like, work your way up the rankings, and it takes, like, hours of grinding. No, this year they're like, all right, you're going to attack Bobby Roode to set up your title match at NXT TakeOver. What? What? <laughs> okay. And uh, the whole time they're talking about just, like, well, man, we're so excited to see you. I mean, I know you've got a lot of buzz coming in from the indies, and guys, like, Guys like Shinsuke, AJ, they came in with that same buzz and we can't see, wait to see. So you literally come in like an indie darling. So, except like, you come in, if you're, pull, if you're pulling a Balor after Balor pulled a Balor in that timeline, because Balor came in before all of the other guys that you just mentioned. Yeah, I know. Well, no, 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 just wait. Because there's a point where shit turns and it's great. So you have this really kind of cool rivalry with Bobby. It goes back and forth for a while, and you hopefully end up winning the NXT title. At which point, Triple H comes to you and he's like, I see you've got the uh, NXT title uh, main roster. Uh. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> okay, cool. Send okay. me to the main roster. And he's just like, awesome. Uh, well, depending and, on how you act for the next two weeks, we're going to decide if you go to Raw or SmackDown. Uh. And then for the next two years, it's nothing but, we uh, don't have anything for you this week. Uh, well, Blake, you were fine. You're going to be tagging with Dolph Ziggler. Uh. You, well, firstly, one of the first feuds I got involved with was the game forced me into a best of five series with Dolph Ziggler. Where The Rock was my manager, so that was already weird. But she, you go to Raw. Uh, I mean, maybe you could go to SmackDown. This is just what my game was. You go to Raw, and then he's just like, awesome. Uh, gonna need you to job to the big show tonight. Uh, Oof. It, literally, the first thing you do when you arrive on Raw is you, like, job to Mark Henry, and your character can either be like, awesome, it's part of the job. Well, if it's the fans want, want or you could be obvious, you'd be like, why the fuck am I losing? And so then the next week, they're like, hey, we understand that things, are, uh, things aren't where you want them, but go on out and job to the big show. And so you go out, and you either can job to big show or try to beat him or whatever, and then the following week... I, you have two options. You can either go out and lose to Braun, or you can go talk to Daniel Bryan, and Daniel will be like, hey, land of opportunity, big man. Come on over to SmackDown Live and beat the shit out of Braun Strowman tonight, which is the path I took, because when I went to talk to Triple H, he's like, yeah, uh, after this, you're kind of fired. Uh, and I'm like, what the, what happened? He just ran so it's he fired it's me. It's the real WWE experience. Yes. You have to job for the authority at certain points. And I'm just sitting here like, okay, at what point do I get to realign myself with whatever like indie indie thing I established? That way the crowd will actually go, wow, where is my Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson? To come in and cause the crowd to pop and be like, we don't care if Finn's not getting nope. the title shot. <laughs> Alright. Okay, boys. Give him the word. To, what? Too, too you soon? just gotta give, you gotta give him the word. No. Get, and you, you gotta get, you gotta give it to him, boys. Come on. Get, uh, it's the thing you've been doing for months now. Come on. Give it to him. Uh, 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 uh Nerd! <laughs> Blake, I'm so tired that I had no idea what the fuck you were talking about for a minute there. I was just sitting there going like, why is Blake doing this silly boy it, accent? It also goes to show that you didn't watch what ha how, how those boys got back together. Well, hold on. No, firstly, I did, and I felt bad because... <laughs> Uh, I know I, I don't know if we've discussed on this show the fact that my girlfriend has to wake up at four in the morning, and so I stayed the night at her house on Monday, and I was like, wait, 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 hold on, do you mind if we run by my place really quick so I can get my Kindle and stuff so I can read while you sleep? And she's like, yeah, sure. And on the way over to my house, and this was like nine o'clock, so way past her bedtime, I just read, oh, cool, Matt cut a promo, and oh, they're back, baby. And so I was like, baby, I Woo! love you, 
but just so you know, you're about to spend about 15 minutes in this car while I go watch Gallows and Anderson reunite with Finn Balor. And she's like, I have no idea what any of those words mean, but okay. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm really excited, and I'm afraid they're going to mess it up. I mean... Uh, you mean like everything else that's happened with those two gentlemen? Yeah, and, uh, well, uh, and also the things that have happened with Matt Hardy. I feel And also the things that have happened to everything that we love and cherish. I feel so bad for Matt, because, like, I, I can't remember, it was one of the articles I was reading prepping for this episode and they were just like just so you know twitter is not a big fan of the matt hardy stuff anymore and i'm like oh thank god it's not just me thank god i'm not the only one who's like guys does this kind of suck or am i just kind of biased like this is what I, 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 i i can't really accurately describe it but like you probably get one good broken thing out of like a month of them doing these vignettes and shit. Yeah. Just because they're not doing anything with it. They're just kind of rehashing. It's the same thing that he's turning. It's turning him into like a, a very laughy like version of it's the same thing that happened to Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt comes out and he cuts the same cryptic ass promos week after week with no development whatsoever. So you're just like, oh Bray's doing a thing again and you come out next week and it's like, oh Matt's doing a thing again yeah. and he's just doing the thing that he does. Yeah, that it, I feel so bad cuz I wanted it to happen so bad and especially between these two. Because imagine if they revisited the Wyatt House of Horrors match that he did with Randy, but with Matt. Then you could have some Buckwild stuff at, like, the Wyatt compound involving Matt and stuff. Because, yes, the promos are very good for Matt Hardy, Hardy. But the best part of that gimmick is just the weird shit that Matt did. Where he was just yeah. like, awesome, come to my house. This is my giraffe. And you're like, where the fuck did Matt Hardy get a giraffe? And he's just like, ah, yes. Yeah, exactly. When he, I, I, pop, I still popped pretty hard when he was playing chess with a fish. That, that was, was Napoleon. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I love shit like that. But, like, just seeing Matt's face as he cuts a broken promo every, like, 30 seconds just doesn't like yeah that's not progression that's not fun also and i don't know if they did it because he's feuding with wyatt and wyatt has the weird like dead vignettes where like at the end of his promo it cuts to the black and white and the bah! and then <laughs> well, i wish it was that noise he's <laughs> <I wish. laughs> just like that hardy at the royal rumble i will destroy you bah! Oh, well, no, that's what happens when Matt comes on now for a vignette. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I don't know if it's the fact that they're responding to Bray, but I just don't understand the weird, like, woken in the Vanguard 1 font with, like, the broken, like, glass. I mean, it all works, but it also just feels really weird to me. But Why does WWE just destroy everything that we love. <laughs> I don't think they're trying to. I just think they're like, well, we've got a lot on our plate right now, but also we're afraid to give Matt Hardy full creative control, which is what he needs. Uh, that's the that's how that thing got over. So, you know what? We're just not going to do that. Yeah. Also, uh, can I just discuss something that was really weird to me about Raw? And it was something that they made a big deal of all day, like even on the WWE app. And it was the announcement of the rules of the Women's Royal Rumble. I don't know why they were so buck wild, just like, all right, guys, we're having a Women's Royal Rumble. Now I know you have no idea what that could possibly entail. So let's break down the rules. So, you know, all these things that happen in the men's Royal Rumble that we've had for years, take all of those concepts, throw them out the window. Uh-huh. We're going to be doing the exact same thing, <laughs> but with women. 
See, that's just it. When they said, we're going to talk about the rules, I was like, oh, cool. Are they going to change it up? Like, do something cool for the women's Royal Rumble or something? No. The announcement was, a lot of people want to know about the rules for the women's Rumble. Why? Why? It's the fucking same. (laughs) What would we have done? What are you talking? It's not like we were just like... Hey, how about this time they all get guns and we'll just see how that happens. <laughs> They're just oh. like, just send them in the ring and see what happens, guys. Yeah. Oh, it's, you know what? Instead of a Royal Rumble, it's just going to be a 30-woman battle royal. <laughs> like every other women's big battle match yeah. that we've ever had. Except this time, the women aren't going to start all in there at once. It's just going to be two, and mm-hmm. we send in another one like every 30 seconds. Exactly. Completely different rules. What, um, ha- what, would it, what if it's like you can't eliminate anybody until everybody's in? You uh, know how horrible that would be. Yeah, that would be... No, that's already rough. Um, So... Has a tag team ever held the WWE Championship? Because, firstly, I mean, we've already got New Day going after the U.S. title because hashtag Woods, U.S. champ, hashtag Woods, U.S. champ. But the announcement of, like, AJ Styles versus both Sammy and Kevin was both amazing and also made me go, well, now I know AJ's winning. Like, because there's no way they're going to be like, all right, we're going to p- cut, the, cut the title in twain and <laughs> give it to each of them. Do you think they're going to have a moment, a, a Triple H Shawn Michaels moment, where immediately as the match starts, Kevin Owens uh, pop-up powerbomb Sami Zayn, or vice versa, with the Haluva kick? But... It's not a it's not a triple threat match. It's a handicap match. What? <laughs> Is it hold on, really? Did you not know this? No, no, no. You're saying words and they don't make like I'm okay, hold on. Let me I'm just make reading, sure. I'm reading this that says that it's uh, but see, I'm not comprehending the fact of this because that doesn't that doesn't make sense even in the world of WWE where things regularly don't make sense. I was just to say, welcome to why I was like, AJ's definitely winning because there's no way. Wouldn't you love though if the next day they come in and the title is cut in half and Sammy is just like, I'm the WV champion, and and then KO is like, I'm the VE champion. <laughs> Put us together with the WWE champion, guys. It's fantastic. Think about uh, the marketing opportunities, but then you'd have two separate championship lineages. Now you've got, like, three world championships. Well, I mean, you could do... I mean, I guess you could probably just, like, put an asterisk, like Kevin Owens slash Sami Zayn, and then asterisk. Technically, one was the WV champion. Champion. The other was the um, VE champion, but you know it's whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's not the first time they did that, but not with like a not with something like the Universal title. Like I think they did it with the Divas title a long time ago, and Lay Cool. Oh. Do you remember that Lay Cool cut the title in half, oh. but not like normal, not <laughs> just like down the center. They cut it jagged, like two puzzle pieces. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was the women's championship. That's right. It wasn't the divas. They were like one of the last ones to hold it. I don't. I don't like where any of this is going. The only thing that I'm enjoying right now is the fact that this is starting. This is basically how Shane and Daniel Bryan are vicariously having their feud. Yeah, exactly. And how Daniel Bryan continues to be. Just a big, big old, big old teasy boy. <laughs> earlier, he's just like, oh, oh, I want to get back in that ring. He, earlier today, he said, you know what? I assume that if I don't wrestle by WrestleMania, probably won't be wrestling in WWE at all. 
Oh, in WWE. In WWE. Yeah, let me just make sure that's clear. Uh, Mm -hmm. In WWE. Let me just put an asterisk by that. Mm -hmm. Which, oh, (laughs) by the way, one of my favorite, during my uh, 2K18 stream I did on Twitch, one of the guys who was watching us was, he doesn't like wrestling, but he just like watch it, likes watching me video game. And he, uh, he at one point goes, I haven't watched much wrestling. But I did watch this one match where this guy yells, I'm going to perform my ultimate move, and then fell on the ground in a small ball, and the other guy just kind of rolled him around, unable to actually get a pin or anything on him. And I went, at first I was like, oh, that just sounds like good indie wrestling. Then I remembered, because he sent it to me, it wasn't indie wrestling. It was from, like, Saturday Morning Slam, that WWE Saturday Morning Slam. Where uh, Daniel Bryan took on Tyson Kidd, and at one point Daniel rolls into a little ball, and Tyson kicks him. That was a a Bryan special for a while. That was a very good match as well. And my favorite was sitting there as he was just like, yeah, that dude's funny. And I was like, no, that guy's actually probably one of the best wrestlers of all time. In fact, here, let me take you to him. And Mm -hmm. I was like, because you can run around backstage. I ran until I found Daniel. I'm like, do the ball thing. (laughs) Can we petition for that to be an actual dialogue option with Daniel? (laughs) Brian, Daniel, do the ball thing. Do the Do ball thing. Also, Do I like there's a option to change what you say to people, like, as you introduce yourself, and I think mine was like, sup, fucker, how's your wrestle today? All spelled really poorly. <laughs> oh, man. But you know what's not done poorly, Blake Tanner? No. All of the printing and lovely shipping and all of the fantastic work that goes into our merchandise over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, merch.aloadofpurebs.com. It's the only website where you can get some official Fight Boys merchandise. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Go over there, get you a Fight Boys for Life shirt. Or, of course, if you are oppositely gendered, we do have a Fight Girls for Life shirt. Or, of course, if you're a big fan of the JWF, we got shirts for all your favorite JWF superstars. We got shirts for the tag team champions, eye to eye. We got shirts for the JWF World Heavyweight Champion, Blake Tanner. We have shirts celebrating some of your favorite JWF superstars. But the only way to get it, ladies and gentlemen, is over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com in that fight boys sexual so um blake i want to go back to a couple weeks ago when dylan was talking about like his time at ring of honor and i wish dylan was on the show this week but it is his uh it's his anniversary this week and i was like well you go do your thing well, well no i believe it went something more like hey dylan can you record this night and he said it's my anniversary that night to which you responded <laughs> So is that a yes? I was a joke. I'm is a that joke. A, so is that a yes? So is that a yes? Or yeah. at which point Dylan actually removed himself from the Fight Boys group chat. We so, actually haven't heard from him since. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Dylan was The last like, thing he posted on Facebook was him burning a Fight Boys shirt in effigy. Well, I was just happy he bought one. So I was <laughs> like, fine. Well, no, he just did it with duct tape, like Kevin Owens. (laughs) So, um, but one of my favorite things was he was, you know, you talked about Cody coming out for his main event, like, uh, it was the contract signing between him and Dalton Castle, and he was like, Cody came out in this big, furry, pimp coat, he looked ridiculous. Uh, do you know the backstory behind that fucking coat? No. Because, holy shit. Because, I, at first, I was just like, yeah, oh, cool, Cody's got, like, this big coat, haha, ha, that's cool. That coat belonged to Dusty. That coat belonged Ooh. to Dusty, who wore it in the 70s in a promo, and he signed it, Dusty Rhodes, and gave it to Diamond Dallas Page. DDP has kept it and worn it in promos. DDP signed it Diamond Dallas Page. And then he went to Cody and was like, I know you got a big match coming up. And I know you won't be like your daddy. So here. And he gave him the coat to wear on the show. 
And Ooh. so I know. <laughs> like it's DDP. This... Like listen, we don't give DDP as much love as he deserves because he deserves it constantly. That man is a treasure. Uh huh. And, well, no. Here's where the real treasure gets. Is uh, so there was like a New Year's Eve stream that DDP did for Facebook. And he has the coat hanging up behind him with Cody, and they're talking about the coat and the history of it. And Cody looks at him and goes, you know, you've got your signature and Dusty's. I was going to rib you and sign Cody Rhodes in it before I gave it back to you. And he goes, and DDP goes, yeah, yeah, I was actually talking to, I can't remember who he said. I was talking to someone about that, and I was talking about the jacket, and I said, you know that's actually in my will for Cody, is the minute that I, minute I go, that jacket's going to Cody. And uh, I can't remember who he said he was talking to, but he goes, they said that, but he needs to enjoy it now. He needs to enjoy it today, and yeah. so uh, so I'm going to give it to you. And Cody just looks like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> and, 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 like, DDP just reaches behind and pulls down the coat and slowly hands it to Cody. And Cody, like, like I've said numerous times before, Cody Rhodes feels like the closest thing this company, like, the wrestling has to a legitimate psychopath, but that boy melted into a young child once again, and I almost cried. I was like, Cody, yes! <laughs> now, not for nothing. Um, I know that he can, uh, he can have his moments especially, but I think, I think he is the epitome of what I think of when I think of, like, a spurned dude to from WWE. Who Cody? Oh, Cody, yeah. and I think that's where most of his tendencies come from. Just the just that fact. What makes you say that? Fuck the revival. Fuck the revival, right? I mean, well, here's the thing. If you look at Cody in any photo where he's smiling really big, I actually am looking at one on this article right now. He does look. Like, his girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, is in the audience, and he's with his new girlfriend right now. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, bitch, this is what you gave up. He does, Cody can have, like, when he's get at his most, like, shit-eating, he has got such a great punchable face. Yes, exactly. Let me put it this, that's my favorite heel aspect of any good heel is how punchable their face is. Uh -huh. I have been in plays before where I've had, I've had to do heel turns in acting before in a play. And I just went, all right. They were just like, how do you suddenly get so hateable in the second act? I was like, I just make my face very punchable. How yep. do you do that? It's an art. Don't worry about it. As a matter of fact, I think that the two most punchable faces I can think of off the top of my head right now <laughs> would be Cody and The Miz. Oh, I thought you were going to say Cody and you. And you motherfucker. Man, no. I When I had to do that play, I channeled The Miz. I was just like, <laughs> uh-huh, mm-hmm. Like rubbing my hands together and just smiling like an asshole. It was beautiful. Uh. Is he is he still doing he's still doing the American Nightmare stuff right because he's perfect for that shit. Who Cody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, he's blonde for no apparent reason other than like I guess every Rhodes every one of the Rhodes family has to be blonde at one point. In in some um, form or another. Yeah. Um. So so that's what Cody's been up to. Speaking of uh, people up to amazing things, holy shit, Chris Jericho. Holy oh, yeah. shit! So uh, Wrestle Kingdom, which well, uh, Wrestle I, Kingdom is happening, I believe very soon. that I was fixing to say by the time this show is out, Wrestle Kingdom is already over. Yes. Um, but holy shit, Jericho! The best. Okay. So my favorite thing about Chris Jericho is how quick he's kind of like Edge in that he's he, he can turn off the character. When he goes into interviews and just be like, well, I think he's a great guy and I like working with him and stuff like that. He ain't doing that shit with Omega. He don't give a damn about Kenny Omega. Mm, and here's why. This is a this was a interview he did uh, for New Japan. And this was his legitimate comment about Kenny. You don't see blood on a New Japan ring. 
You don't see blood on a WWE ring. The business has changed. It's not about that anymore, which is why I think that's what I think made it so much more shocking when I hit Kenny over the head with the U.S. championship and cut him open, bleeding everywhere. I liked it. It made me happy. It gave me energy. It made me feel alive. Holy shit. Okay. And it also changed the entire concept of what this match is going to be for me. At first I thought, well, sure, if Kenny can have a 7-star match, I can have an 8-star match, 9-star match, the first ever 10-star match, Alpha versus Omega. Make Okada versus Omega look like an opening match between a couple of young lions. But then, after Fuku Fu Fukuoka, and then after the press conference in Tokyo the next day, it's so violent and intense and vicious, this is going to be a match that you're not going to see in New Japan again. You're not going to see the last match. You're going to see the last match of Kenny Omega's New Japan career happen at Wrestle Kingdom 12 because of me. Can you imagine all the New Japan pro wrestling fans, the women crying, little kids crying, the longtime 20-year-old 20-year fans crying when their hero, Kenny Omega's career is over. Can you imagine how that's going to make me feel? I'm going to feel like the fucking king of the world. What <laughs> if this is true in the fact that Jericho beats Omega at Wrestle Kingdom and then at the Royal Rumble... You're thinking too hard. Kenneth Omegle. <laughs> Omegle? Yeah. Kenneth Omegle, the uh, the random chat service of a wrestler, <laughs> debuts. Uh, I found a fun fact earlier today um, that within a year, Chris Jericho has is going to have fought two different Canadian wrestlers with the initials KO for the U.S. Championship in the biggest event of each respective promotion, um, promotions like calendar year. Yeah. So, Holy that's shit. happening. That's a <laughs> You think that was his plan all along? He was yeah. just like, this is my warm-up KO, baby! Oh, uh, and I do love, I, I love this continuing thread of, Canadians holding the U.S. championship because you know what? U.S. don't deserve it right now. <laughs> Canada deserves the U.S. title right now. Canada, you the real U.S. right now. <laughs> Canada, you the real United States right now. Man, I'm just... I, I hate the fact that I woke up at like 5 today, so that means I will probably not be awake for Wrestle Kingdom, and that makes me very upset. Like, I'm just like, I really just, I need this in my life. Yeah, it's going to suck because I have to wake up early tomorrow as well. Yeah. So I won't be able to watch it until later. But I know that the first thing that's going to happen is I'm going to go on and I'm going to get on Reddit and I'm going to see all the cool fucking gifts that people are going to post from Wrestle Kingdom. Right. And I'm going to be sad that I didn't watch it. Yeah, I, I think, like, <clears throat> I, I do like the idea that Kenneth Omegle would debut for the WWE at the Rumble, like Jericho brings him in. But that would also mean they essentially traded Jericho for Omega, because then Jericho would have the U.S. title. And unless he just fully ziggled that and was just like, awesome, I've got your title. Back to the WWE. Oh, no, he's going to stay. He's yeah. just going to stay. In, he's, been, he's like, man, you know, I haven't been in Japan in forever. It's great here. think I'm going to stay. Yeah. I'll stay. Also, I'm taking out Kenny Omega's gone. Everyone's just like, well, fucking, you're the I ultimate. guess I lead the Bullet Club now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, dude, wouldn't that be the ultimate twist to the end of the match? Bullet Club comes out. Kenny's like, I got my boys. And then they all beat the shit out of Kenny. And Jericho's like, I got my boys. You know, I almost think I'd like it better if, like, Jericho beats Omega and then afterwards, the boys come out. They try to like they try to help their man, but then they turn on Omega and just like bow to Jericho. Oh, dude, I like the bowing. The bowing would be dope. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, in other news, mixed match challenge stuff is getting announced, and I'm terribly sorry because the first time we brought this up on the show, I thought that it was like a shitty NXT ripoff. Where I thought it was a bunch of like weird game show stuff, but it actually is wrestling. Which is what makes the choice of Alexa Bliss's partner 
the most intriguing thing of all time. The best thing of all time. Well, you have the smallest woman of all time versus a monster among men. Good. Like, it's so good. And then, like... Bra like okay, the way that they announced this shit, too, Kurt brings out Bliss. And he's like, "You're, I'm going to meet you, and you're going to see your partner, and I'm going to announce your partner. <laughs> oh, God! Oh, my ears! And Burr. that was... There was no, like, there was no announcement. You just hear that primal scream, and Bliss, Bliss almost crumples and dies as, like, this man who is twice her height and twice her width. Yeah. Braun Strowman comes in, and he says, That's what I'm gonna do to all of our opponents. You just point me in that direction, and I'm gonna kill everything. I do and love then he the, like he grabs her by the shoulder, and just effortlessly like brings her into this side hug of fear and terror, and they walk off together. I would love if Alexa did not. They did not tell her beforehand, <laughs> and she's just like, "All right, wait, let's let's see who it is." Braun, fuck! Oh shit! Sorry, shit. sorry, Alexa. <sighs> this is live. Don't do that shit to me. Yep. How about that? Don't uh, give me that spook boy. Yep. I think the reason like. Alexa Bliss, the best thing that she has uh, going for her is her facial expressions. Yes. If you could just see, like, promo, if promos could only be done in facial expressions, she would be one of the best. Exactly. I also really love, firstly, Braun on Instagram, as we've discussed before, just a pleasure to work with. But also, mm -hmm. he's gotten really into the phrase, get these hands, which... <laughs> Which doesn't work for any version of his character. I thought you said, get these hams. <laughs> because that would fit with Braun much better. Yes, yeah, Ron just got back from the store. Get these hams. <laughs> and he's just tossing frozen hams into his house. Get the hams. <laughs> Braun! Ham! Get the hams! <laughs> What's up, Wardrobe? <laughs> He's just got a mouthful of ham. <laughs> Get these hams. Oh, Jesus. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> he's really into getting ham now. <laughs> I want Bron to just start coming down to the ring with a couple of ham hocks now. Oh, no, no, no. You know how, like, uh, the fucking New Day are now running out and, like, tossing pancakes into the crowd? <laughs> Bron hams? No, no, he, he has got a meat carver, carves off a slice of ham, and wings it like a frisbee into the audience. <laughs> Get the hams! I like it better if he's just, like, chunking whole, like... 10 pound hams at children. <laughs> no, no. Okay, I've got it. So, Braun comes out with his uh, sacrificial ham with which he gains his power. He gets in, he's holding it like the brood used to hold the cups of blood. Walks to the ring with it, exactly like the brood. Walks in the ring. And just nummies down on the inside yeah. <laughs> of the ham until there is an like well, a huge crater. No, it's a live pig. <laughs> he brings a pig out to the ring and he he just devours it. Well, hold on, because that's gonna make my next part really creepy. Because I was gonna say he eats out the inside of the ham, then rolls out of the ring like Brett the Hitman Hart finds a small child who's cheering and takes the ham and puts it on his head like a hat. Now, I want you to tell me which one of those two would more fit Braun's character. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Either way, he's rolling out of the ring and putting the remains on a child's head. Oh. I just... I think WWE would be like, Braun, you can't just put a dead pig on a child's face. <laughs> and then he would stare them down because they know that he could murder them with his pinky. No, 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 no. It's just a stare and then, well, why not? 
What do you mean, why not? It's, a it's covered what in your own pro- saliva and blood. Yeah? Yeah. That's, that's what my mama fed me when I was a kid. That's what I do. <laughs> that's what I do. I put dead pigs on children. I'm Braun Strowman. Bruh. Meanwhile, the whole time, Alexa Bliss is sitting there like, "These are this is my partner. This is my partner, guys. Captain Dead Oh, pig. no. Alexa Bliss has a pet pig. Oh, no. That's what... Larry Steve, run. <laughs> Holy shit. No. Oh, man. Oh, God. I was going to, like, try okay, to... Okay, so it just... No, hold on. There's a scene, and you just zoom in on Alexa playing with her little pig, and then Prong comes up, and he looks down at her, looks at the pigs. You going to eat that? You going to eat that? You yeah. saving it for later? Oh, okay. I'm picturing a real Alf situation, because, like, didn't the family and Alf own a cat? And he was just like, that one's off limits to me. <laughs> That's what Braun is like. He's like, I'll eat any pig except Larry Steve. I will die. I will die for Larry Steve, but all other <laughs> pigs will die at Braun's hands. Get I- these hands, <laughs> hams. I-, I also imagine another situation where Braun comes up and he wants to like he just wants to be a good partner so he comes out to alexa hey i heard that you like you wanted a pony so i got you a pony <laughs> i cooked it myself oh no i ate some of it on the way here though i got hungry no yeah, i got you a pony and it's just a massive cow like <laughs> that's not a <laughs> pony Ron. Yeah, it is that's what they told me this, my mom got me a pony for my birthday. It was this. Bron, this is a bear. Yeah, this is my pony bear. The Bron pony. The Bron pony. Okay, I'll be your pony. <laughs> Fuel pony, let's do it. <laughs> no. Riding Bron my pony. My brawny. <laughs> I, I would love to see Alexa riding Braun's shoulders down to the ring, though. Oh, my God, that would be... You know that's how they have to do it, right? God, I really hope it is. God, could you... Like, that's already just an imposing figure is, like, Alexa on one shoulder, but she's holding the title like she does on the other side to counterweight it. Mm-hmm. Like, I I just love the idea that they've built for their team, which is that she just points and, like, a gun, and Braun shoots and fights. (laughs) She is the cannon from which the Braun missile is unleashed. Like, it just, they just come down to the ring, and there's, like, three other dudes in the ring, and Braun's just looking very confused. He doesn't know what to do. He looks to Alexa. She points out the one in the middle. He nods. It's ham time. It's ham. No, 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 no. She gives him a pair of uh, magical glasses she found that turns the faces of anyone that they have to battle into a ham. And that's what it is. It's like the water boy. (laughs) Oh, my God. Braun Strowman has bitten a chunk out of Bobby Roode's shoulder. God, please. Why did you do this to me? Ham. (laughs) Oh, God, we got to move on to the next segment. We got a lot of traction out of that. (laughs) That am traction. But right now, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk to you. Uh, I want to ham it up about something else, and that's patreon.com slash fightboys. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, patreon.com slash fightboys is the website where you can go to support these good fightboys right here. And, of course, we do have some perks over there for you all relating to that amazing Birmingham, Alabama-based professional wrestling organization, the JWF, for just $1 a month, ladies and gentlemen, over at patreon.com slash fightboys. We will bring you into the JWF. We'll give you a character, say your name, put you in a match, and immediately join job you out but i know i know you want more than that so donate five dollars ladies and gentlemen five dollars like my father has like guy fietti has like all the greats and you will become a jwf mid carter we'll bring you in put you in storylines put you on the pay-per-view shows ladies and gentlemen but i know you oh and yes before we start jwf who do you think the member of the new day that's going to get into the mixed match will be because it's a fan vote. X. If it's fan X? vote, then X. X or B. If it's, it's gotta be E. Yeah. 
Um, sexy. Sexy. All right. And, oh, also, if you donate $30, ladies and gentlemen, you'll become a JWF champion. Uh, you'll get that gold around your waist. We don't know how. We don't know when. We don't know in what way. But we will make you a champion. But that's only available if you donate over at patreon.com slash fight boys. Sexy. Sexy. Actually, if you donate $30, you will be a member of the Sexy Club. The Sexy Club. Uh, which means, Blake Tanner, it's now time to talk about that amazing, fantastic, the greatest professional wrestling organization in the world in Birmingham, Alabama. That's the JWF. And Blake Tanner, last week we had a hell of an episode of JWF. Some absolutely fantastic things we saw happening. Uh, we, of course, got to see... Uh, an amazing uh, promo at the end where we saw multiple tag teams come out and all make a bid for I2I's JWF tag team titles. Absolutely fantastic, which set up a main event tonight as we see the teams of Bananas and Pajamas take on the Brunch Boys and, of course, the Rat Sension for the opportunity to face I2I at the Regal Rumble. Now, Blake, who do you have in that match? Oh, you know what? I, <clears throat> I Before... Beforehand, I was really firmly behind the Brunch Boys, but after their their phenomenal showing last week, I think that I'm going to have to go with Bananas in Pajamas. <laughs> oh, Bananas in Pajamas. Hey, what are you talking about? We were always the number one pick. Say, I'm in a boopy. Uh, but <laughs> and also, in another match we had last week, it was, of course, a, uh, a battle royal to determine the man who would receive what Captain Tibbs has dubbed the second... Wind. An opportunity to re-enter the Regal Rumble match after you have been eliminated. You, of course, could use this perhaps to uh, clothesline an opponent, take them out of the ring. If you see someone in the ring who possibly seems almost too dangerous to be in the ring with, of course, you could sacrifice yourself, take them out, and then re-return uh, back into the match with that second win. And, of course, we saw a man who would definitely need it in the form of Canada Charlie sneak in last week, eliminating... Three men at once to get that second win. And I think Canada Charlie is in the ring right now to brag about that victory. Let's have a listen. Hey, what's up, you boozers and Bama losers? Oh, oh, you mad? Ah, I bet you are. Oh, oh, I just love, I'll lift, just lap your tears up. Because last week... Your boy, Old Canada Charlie here, shut you all up for good. Because uh, I know what you were saying. I've seen the tweets, the tutors, the readats. I've read it all. You still call me a loser after everything I did, after everything I've accomplished in the past month. I'm still a joke to you. But I think... I proved something last week, and that's that I can walk into a battle royal with many, many others, great, great, good old superstars, and I can knock each and every one of those hosers over the top rope and win the big one. And I'm going to do the same thing at this little Regal Rumble we are got going on pretty soon. I'm going to take those 19 other men... I'm going to give them the old maple slam jamma and toss them out of my ring and be on the way to Wrestlepalooza. And, uh, you know what? If old Charlie gets eliminated, which he's not going to, he gets a second chance. Ooh, I like the sound of that. Charlie's got everything he needs to fight against you loonies, you toonies, and whoever else you drag up in the locker room. You want to gang up on me, toss me out? That's fine, it's no big deal, because I'll come back more powerful than you could ever imagine. If you strike old Charlie down, he will come back like the ghost of... Oh, well, ladies and gentlemen, here's somebody who... Canada Charlie may be having an answer to, if, of course, if he wins that Regal Rumble match, and that is the JWF champion himself, Blake Tanner, and it looks like he's got something to say to Charlie. You know something, Charlie? If I remember correctly, 
when you got eliminated from a match back in the day, you got eliminated for good. Now, I don't know what they taught you in that nowhere Nanook of the North wrestling school that you went to. But down here, we don't get second chances and we earn our victories. Fair and square. Because we don't need second chances. When you're a champion like me, when you're this damn good, you don't need a second wind. We could get in the ring and finish whatever needs to be finished. Because we're the best of the best. We're the top of the heap. We're the cream of the crop. And not a single one of us got a second damn chance. So you enjoy your second wind, boyo. Because an actual, actual champion, actual superstar is going to get in there. And they're going to toss your ass out, not once, but twice. You know what, speaking of second chances, however, that reminds me of something else that I've got to address. Something that I've been trying to ignore for the better part of the last couple of weeks because, to be fair, he hasn't even been on my radar on things that are threatening my championship. And that's the Dylan. The Dylan, who, might I remind you, has had chance after chance, opportunity after opportunity to get this title back, and he hasn't. He hasn't been able to do it. He hasn't been able to win the big one back just like he keeps saying that he's going to. Uh, in fact, I love that how Dylan says that the two title defenses that I've had were jokes. Alright? Because let me remind you, the two men that I've faced for this title, they could have both taken Dylan's shoulders and pinned them to that mat. One, two, three. And I can tell you from experience, I know that Griffin Clouds did it. Hell, even Canada Charlie did it, Dylan. Can you think of how big of an embarrassment that is? The fact that Canada Charlie has pinned you? And he hasn't done anything to me. So just so you know, Dylan, I'm not afraid of anything that you can... Oh, oh my God, Dylan has attacked Blake Tanner from behind, ramming an elbow into his skull. Oh my God, Blake Tanner falling to the ground. I, I, he may be concussed after that huge shot to the back of the head as the Dylan stands over him seething. Oh, and it looks like Canada Charlie running down the ramp, attempting to pick up the scraps, putting boots to Blake, but Dylan just looks angry, picking up Charlie, tossing him. <clears throat> oh my God, tossing him off of the ramp into a garbage can. Canada Charlie does not look well. Meanwhile, Dylan is on a rampage, picking Black T Blake Tanner back up, but ooh, Blake Tanner trying to get out of it with several shots to Dylan's midsection, but ooh, it doesn't seem enough. Dylan ducking one of the punches, grabbing Blake's arm, and oh my God! Ripcording him right into an upper dicker, a huge upper dicker, right to the uh, to the most sensitive part of Blake Tanner. Meanwhile, Dylan smirking, picking up the JWF World Heavyweight Championship in weight. Oh, delivering another shot straight to Blake's dick with the championship over and over again. Dylan is absolutely punishing Blake Tanner's dick here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I think Blake may have to go to a hospital after this. This is absolutely horrifying to watch. What do you think? You know, I think that this is a this is a classic tactic. Taking a guy out from behind, bringing him down, bringing him downtown with that upper dicker. Man, low blows, man. Low blows. I'll say that. I, I don't know. I think after all this violence that Dylan's been able to do, uh, Captain Tibbs may have to do something about this. Who knows? But, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I want to move on to talk about the Regal Rumble pay-per-view coming up very soon, which of course is going to have the Regal Rumble match. A match where 30, over 20 men, a match where 20 men enter, but only one will leave. One will leave with an opportunity to face the JWF World Heavyweight Champion, whoever that may be, at Wrestle Palooza, mm. the greatest shindig of the year. And of course, backstage, we have an absolute legend. In our midst, ladies and gentlemen, a man who's won the Regal Rumble before, a man who's a former JWF champion, a man who's respected from both me and I'm, I'm sure you respect him as well, Blake. Oh, yes. Of course, that is the man known as Spider 
the Longhorn Lockhart, a, a veritable legend of our business. And unfortunately, last week after a vicious attack from the Dylan left, our uh, one of our commentators uh, or one of our uh, interviewers, Honeypot, uh, Honeypot hasn't been seen. Not exactly sure what's been going on with him. We've been told that he did go to a medical facility, but released himself late in the night, and we have not been able to get a hold of him since. Well, they say that the window was busted. Uh, well, unfortunately, that means Honeypot's not here to in interview the spider, but we have sent everyone's favorite mm -hmm. JWF commentator, Silver Spoon, over to check out what's going on with the Longhorn himself. Let's go listen. Hello, everybody. Silver Spoon here. Backstage with a man I never thought I'd see in a JWF ring again. A former JWF World Heavyweight Champion. A former winner of the Regal Rumble. It's your favorite superstar in mine, Spider the Longhorn Lockhart. What the fuck's up, brother? The Spider is back, baby. And I am looking better than ever. Just look at the peak on these biceps, brother. The curves on these traps. I'm like the Rocky Mountain of Muscle, baby. Well, I can certainly see that. But let me ask you something. As a former Regal Rumble winner, can you give any advice to some of the younger superstars coming in to enter the Rumble this year for the first time? Advice? I see you want the Longhorn himself to come in and offer a little bit of advice. Well, how about this little nugget of wisdom I'm going to drop on you right now? Stay out of my way. Because, brother, I ain't back for no one shot. I ain't just back because I need the check to pay for my trailer. Although I do need that. Make sure, make sure Tibbs gets that to me. I'm back for gold, baby. I'm back for that gold around Blake Tanner's waist, and it seems to me the easiest way to get there is through the Regal Rumble. Which is why in just a few short weeks, for the first time in many years, those three ropes around that ring are going to get woven. Woven into a spider web. And when you get caught in spider's web, baby, let me tell you something. You just don't get out. Well, ladies and gentlemen, shocking news here from Spider Lockhart, who has announced his entry into the 2018 Regal Rumble. Absolutely groundbreaking news. Back to you guys in the studio. Oh, wow. Would you look at that? I don't, I don't think we'd ever see Spider uh, step foot into the JWF arena anymore, let alone step back into the ring. This is absolutely groundbreaking news. No, he's in the same generation of Captain Tibbs. That's right, same generation as many superstars. Captain Tibbs and Momoa Curry, of course, got his start during the era where Spider Lockhart was champion. Uh, and it's just amazing to see him back. Who knows, maybe he could actually win the whole thing, go on and become champion one more time. Who knows? I have a question. Yes. If his whole thing is being a spider and weaving webs, why do they call him the Longhorn? Alright, buddy, I hear you fucking talking about me right here in your studio. Sorry about that. I was just going to get my check and a couple natty lights from old Captain Tips. Now, I understand you got some questions about my moniker, my nickname, if it were. Well, let me. Yes. I just want to know what it means. Oh, well, baby, let me tell you something. For all these lovely women out here in Birmingham, Alabama, holler if you know what it means why they call me the Long Horn. Y'all can't hear them, but they are chanting like motherfuckers right now. I tell you what. All right, well, it's good to see you, Spider. Good to see you too, boys. I tell you what, I remember seeing you. Seeing you back in JX. All right, Spider, it's all right. You can just leave. Yeah, I spider. fucking love you, boys. Cut to the match. Have a night and life for me, buddy! Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen, how about we move on to our main event of the evening, where, of course, the team of Bananas in Pajamas is going to take on the Rat Sension, is going to take on the Brunch Boys for the opportunity to face the tag team champions eye-to-eye -eye for those very tag team titles at the Regal Rumble. And it looks like the match is beginning with Victor Joey... 
Joey uh, Pajamas and Guy Fieri all standing in the ring just trying to get a feel of their opponents. Of course, in a triple threat match like this, it's kind of hard to figure out where you stand. And then, oh my God, Victor and Joey Pajamas teaming up, forming an early alliance, taking on Guy Fieri, tossing him into the corner violently. Meanwhile, Victor grabbing Joey, Irish whipping him into Guy, allowing Joey to deliver a vicious running clothesline to Fieri, who falls to the ground. It looks like both of them standing proud, but ooh, Joey, Joey Pajamas going for the pen. Meanwhile, Victor grabbing him, and the two begins arguing. Of course, that is the problem in forming an alliance in a match like this of Lynch. Eventually, that alliance is going to have to break down. I mean, you've, you've had experience with this before, Blake. Yeah, it sucks. I'll tell you that. Meanwhile, it looks like Guy's trying to crawl across the ring to tag in Brunch Boy, but the two men stop him, dragging him to the center of the ring. Victor grabbing the legs of, of Guy Fieri, putting him in a sharpshooter, going for a submission, but Joey Pajama's not noticed. I don't think he's noticed what uh, Victor is doing. Grabs Guy's arm, pulling him into a label lock. Both of these men going for submissions, but I don't think, I don't think if the submission would count, who would it go to? Meanwhile, oh, looks like Joey looking back, noticing Victor has that sharpshooter on. Now it looks like the two are arguing once again, both taking their moves off of Guy Fieri, standing arguing in the middle of the ring. And oh, Joey with that thick, rich, creamy Italian blood, angrily shoving Victor into his own corner, allowing the king of the Rat Babies himself, Connor, to get the tag. And it looks like Rat Boy doesn't look happy, shoving Joey, but ooh, Guy Fieri grabs him, tries to get a quick roll-up victory, but Connor shoves him off as Joey slowly rolls out of the ring. Now it looks like Guy Fieri and Rat Boy are going back and forth. Of course, we've seen these two face off before in the King of the Steel City Tournament back, la back in the summer of last year. It looks like, ooh, a big clothesline sending Rat Boy to the ground, allowing Guy Fieri to, ooh, make the hot tag to Brunch Boy Baron. Corbin immediately going to work, putting down every member of each team. Brunch Boy is going crazy. I mean, we've seen it before. When Brunch Boy opens that can, that can of mimosa, it's going to go crazy. It's, oh, boy, oh boy, you don't want to be there when they pour the mimosas down. I'll say that. Oh, and he's actually picked up Rat Boy, and oh, it's a big brunch of days. Going for the pin. One, two. Oh, but Joey J Pajamas jumps in at the last minute, breaking up the count. And old Baron Corbin does not look happy at that, staring furiously at Joey, who quickly tags in Johnny Bananas. But Johnny doesn't look happy about this, trying to tag Joey back in, but he finds nothing because Joey is running up the ramp in cowardice. But, ooh, Johnny trying to muster up some courage, striking Baron across the face, a huge slap of disrespect. But, ooh, Baron hits a second brunch of days. But, well, I would say he would go for the pin, but it looks like instead he's picked up both Connor and Johnny Bananas. What's he doing? Going to the corner and tagging in Fietti. Oh my god, the strength of Guy Fieri as he picks up both members of the teams on his shoulders. Brunch Boy jumping off the top rope. It's a big, huge brunch time device. They both pin a member of each team, and they have picked up a victory. Ladies and gentlemen, we have new number one contenders in the form of the Brunch Boys. Now, Blake Tanner, I know you said earlier in the night that you were rooting for bananas and pajamas, but you got to feel good after seeing something like this. Yeah, I think the uh, I think the 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 steam that bananas and pajamas had going into this match kind of dissipated when one of their members ran away. I'll say that. Meanwhile, it looks like eye to eye walking into the ring, offering a handshake to their new number one contenders. But oh my God, Victor and Joey Pajamas—they've re-entered the match, putting down the new number one contenders and the champions, putting the boots to them. And it looks like they're trying to fight back. The champions are trying to fight back. But oh no! Connor and Johnny joining the fray as well, putting down the tag champs. Lee, oh my God, this is absolutely annihilation. What we're seeing right here: Connor, Victor, Johnny, Joey, all of them attacking the champs. Well, of course they say when you're at the top of the mountain, you have a huge target on your back, and I think both of these teams just learned what happens when that target gets hit. Pew. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. So, I mean, who knows what's going to come out of this? Who knows what's what other uh, amazing JWF superstar may return next week for the Regal Rumble? And, of course, who knows what's, what's going to come of Dylan's attack on Blake Tanner this week? I mean, Blake Tanner, 
Oh, I am getting news right now. Blake Tanner is being rushed to a local medical facility for sustained injuries to his sensitive region, they're calling it. Uh, and I guess we're going to see what the what's going to happen to that next week on JWF War. So, Blake Tanner, what did you learn this week? I learned that if you got a hunger, there's only one thing that can sustain it. Braun! Get the hams! Damn it! Mine was gonna be, I learned that you don't want to catch these hams. <laughs> I learned that you do. <laughs> catch these hams! I mean, you better, or they will hit you in the face. I also, I also learned that rule, I also learned that if I ever have trouble coming up with a segment for JWF, I can just make rules a segment. We could just talk about rules for a while. <laughs> uh, so Blake Tanner, where can they find you? Uh, at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter, uh, at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube, and at all the other lovely stuff we do here on the. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S E O T T Y E M O. You can buy my books on Amazon. I've got Quezel Corp, Quezel Corp Risen, and uh, this one is coming out before. Okay, sorry, I was trying to math out if this was coming out after or before the new book is out. Because, ladies and gentlemen, January 9th, the brand new novel BS versus the Gods is coming out. Make sure to check it out. Read about how me and Blake Tanner become amazing god-killing entities. In this epic multi-book saga. I don't know. Probably just one book. Who knows? Uh, make sure if you guys are listening on iTunes or Stitcher or watching on YouTube to subscribe, leave a comment, rate, do all of those fantastic things. That's really, it helps us out more than you guys could ever know for you to do that. Also, make sure to head over to a load of pure BS.com to check out all the other amazing BS Network products like a load of BS, me and Blake's other show, and of course, Opposite Attractions. We just started the new season, the show where me and my buddy Jim Murphy design our own theme park because, hell, we're the only ones who know how to do it right. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us at a load of pure BS.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Donate to the Patreon, find us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, and remember you can find all of us on Twitter at Fight Boys Show. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life.